Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Before we begin, a note from our sponsor. I'm Richard Jacobs, Executive Director of the nonprofit Finding Genius Foundation and host of the Finding Genius Podcast. In late 2016, I was rear-ended at 65 miles an hour by a truck on the highway, which sent me off-road into a ditch. The impact of the collision gave me a concussion and other injuries. At the hospital, a CT scan showed that I had thyroid nodules, which turned out to be cancer. It was then, when I had a biopsy in my neck, that I realized, even if I was a millionaire, I wouldn't want a second or a third biopsy due to the pain and the invasiveness of it. And appointments at that time for thyroid experts were three to six months out. And I was worried about dying now, even if that was irrational. So because of this, I've decided to raise money to conduct a literature review on steroids, on the causes of anxiety and depression, a condition that affects well over 50 million people in the United States and hundreds of millions worldwide. Our goal is to create a codex, a guide, that reveals all possible treatments for anxiety and depression for people that live with the condition or for loved ones that have it, as my wife and my son do. To find out more about our fundraiser, visit FindingGeniusFoundation.org and click on Current Initiatives. And now, to our guest. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. A quick note about the foundation. Uh, we started on our anxiety and depression project. Our goal to look through about 5,000 plus sources, such as lectures, videos, books, peer-reviewed papers on depression and anxiety, and to gather what we hope to be um, at least 20% of all the possible treatments for these conditions. Uh, the premise here is that if you go to a practitioner, they may know 2 or 3% of all the possible treatments out there. What if we can do a massive review and get to 20%? If so, it would be a big home run for sufferers of anxiety and depression and people that know them. So to find out more about it, go to FindingGeniusFoundation.org. Uh, we need your help and in terms of donations and volunteering. All right, today my guest is Soraya Valles. Uh, she's a physiology professor in the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Valencia in Spain. And we're going to talk about uh, her work on the central nervous system. So Soraya, thank you for coming. Thank you. Well, tell me a little bit about your research. What, what got you interested in neurology and the research that you do? From the beginning, I started to work in, in glia, astrocytes, um, uh, the inflammation and oxidative stress in this kind of cells in brain. And um, after that, I started to, to work too in Alzheimer's disease and the involvement of Alzheimer's disease and other illness too in, in glia problems. The thing is, I work in, in, from the beginning in different positions. One of them is in, in the Institute of uh, Biological uh, Science in, in Valencia with uh, Santiago Grisolia. And uh, we are working in there about alcohol, um, fetal alcohol syndrome, and the involvement of glia in this kind of illness. And, um, and after I went to, you know, to England, to Sheffield, 
And I work in inflammation because for me it was so interesting to work in inflammation with um, Steve Dower, who discovered the interleukin 1 receptor 1 with Eva Quanston. And, so what, uh, what, do you, what do you mean? Like inflammation in a particular part of the body or inflammation as it affects the nervous system or the brain only? I work in, in nervous system, the brain, okay? In astrocytes in the brain, not in the rest of the body, only in, in astrocytes. You know, astrocytes is in brain, but also in, in medul and uh, in many nerves, there are astrocytes, not only neurons. So what, what conditions are associated with inflammation in the brain? Is it Alzheimer's and dementia? Or you know, how do you know you have inflammation in your brain? Inflammation is in many diseases, not only in Alzheimer's disease, in Parkinson's disease too, in ELA, and uh, many disorders. For example, developmental disorders such as schizophrenia or bipolar disorders. The fact is, this, this old illness or disorders have an, a kind of important thing in, is in inflammation. Inflammation is before beta amyloid appear in the brain, for example, in a Alzheimer's disease. So something, I don't know why, I don't know who, something is in the brain and this one produce inflammation and this inflammation, the cells intervene inflammation, microglia and astrocyte take off the beta amyloid plates and uh, at the end of the life, it's impossible to take off this because astrocytes and microglia that now is um, with a lot of age are older and they can't take off amyloids in different illness. And this so what, is what, causes, um, what causes the beta amyloid plaque? Is it bacteria? Is it the cells fighting inflammation? Like what is the reason? I don't know, but I don't think bacteria is the uh, possibility give the possibility to do, uh, to produce. I think it's, a, it's I think so, is um, beta amyloid can be a protein that brain need to, to accumulate to evit toxicity. This is the reason I think appear plagues, because if the plagues, if you leave uh, beta amyloid, if you obtain the beta amyloid free, probably is bad to the brain. I think the best thing the brain can do is put all amyloid proteins, 142, 140, in a plate. After that, microglia and astroglia can take off this, this plate. But this is the, I think this is the reason you need to do. Don't take, don't liberate beta amyloid from the plate. And the, the plate is producing, I don't know, but it probably is producing for um, the for the brain to isolate something. We are not looking inside plate because we need to analyze more things in there because we know there are uh, beta amyloid 142, beta amyloid 140, but probably there are something more inside. We don't know. There are different hypotheses, such as a micro, um, such a virus, such a bacteria. Obviously, I don't think bacteria is in there, but virus can be. So we don't know why beta amyloid plaques form in the brain. 
you know, has anyone, I mean, again, I'm sure people have studied the structure of the beta amyloid plaques, but how they happen, has anyone figured out how that happens? I don't know. I think probably it happens because uh, brain want to isolate beta amyloid. And uh, tau obviously is an important protein. Phosphorylation of tau inside the neurons are important in Alzheimer's disease. But I don't think beta amyloid is important in Alzheimer's disease because many people have plates in the brain and they are normal. So I don't think beta amyloid will be important inside the brain probably oh you think uh, the uh, the tau tangles are more important or is it the tau tangles plus the beta amyloid that appears to be no, the real signal no 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 i think it's tau important i don't think tau am a beta i don't think a beta will be important in alzheimer's disease it's only an appear in alzheimer's disease sometimes because sometimes there are people with Alzheimer's disease, and after death, we open the brain and there aren't beta amyloid. So I don't think beta amyloid is important in Alzheimer's disease. How do you think the tau tangles inside the glia cells occur? How does that happen? Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit findinggeniuspodcast.com and click on support us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click support us today. Now back to the show. I think tau tangles is because neurons is not um, sufficient. Astrosanglia don't give sufficient care in neurons. And neurons don't have enough food. The uh, microglia, the microglia, no, the filaments inside the brain, tau and others, can do the the work, can do the, the job that they need to do. Also, the information, the mediators and the signaling can go to the skeletal structure of the neuron. And at the end, the neuron lost all the, the tau, have uh, tangles, uh, you know, and um, this tau is impossible to repair. But I think it's not only tau, probably another proteins inside, another uh, things inside of the neuron change, not only tau. Tau is the photograph of the problem. But I think problems um, from the food astrocytes give to neurons or, you know, the environment inside the brain is not uh, good enough. I think uh, Alzheimer's disease is more important in, in age. People, young people don't have Alzheimer's disease. And I think because all the cells inside properly working and not in age people and uh, the different astrocytes in the brain in young people there are a lot of different astrocytes doing different uh, functions. And in age people, in the people, in elderly people, the, no, the number of astrocytes doing different functions 
is lowing and lowing and lowing. It's more or less cells and type of, of astrocytes. And um, astrocytes, they can recover for brain BBB, but brain barrier, blood brain barrier. And uh, blood brain barrier in age, in people with many years, is destroyed. Toxins cross the membrane and start to be involved in tau and in neurons, etc. What is crossing the blood brain barrier that contributes to the tau formation? Chemokines, for example, chemokines can cross bromblet barrier with there are inflammation in the body or there are bacteria or something like that. But in young people, inflammation can be for a for a moment. In older people, inflammation can convert in chronic inflammation. And this continuing inflammation without the possibility to, to stop chemokines start to be an and continue problem, and probably in older people, this problem, this inflammation, go to uh, chronic inflammation. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. Yeah, what do you think causes chronic inflammation that pushes these chemokines across the blood-brain barrier and influences the formation of the tau tangles? Like, you know, what do you think the root of the problem is? Where does the inflammation come from? The inflammation outside of the brain or inside, I don't know, uh, probably is because oxidative stress starts to be high. Not only oxidative stress, also inflammation. And many things outside of brain can change. For example, if we don't uh, have good current the blood inside, the circulation of our erythrocytes. Not many oxygen cross the blood-brain barrier, blood barrier, and less oxygen arrive, less ATP produce all the cells inside the brain. And uh, this can obviously produce destruction of the neurons because these neurons, these mitochondria in the neuron is not producing enough ATP, for example. And uh, oxidative stress also is normally complaining of the inflammation. And oxidative stress produces inflammation and inflammation produces oxidative stress. They are together all the time. And uh, I think uh, in Alzheimer's disease, we need to look for virus. We need to look for problems with toxics. We need to look for other things, not only beta-amyloid. The problem is all people is looking for beta-amyloid, vaccines, etc., etc. But I don't think this is good because I, we know this don't produce anything. Any Alzheimer's disease go well. Any we don't stop Alzheimer's disease. It's impossible to go to this direction. We need to change that. I mean, so far there doesn't seem to be any drugs that can help with Alzheimer's. You know, in order for there to be a drug that will work, what you know, it seems like there needs to be a change in the thinking of the models that of yeah. Alzheimer's. So what what are some of your yeah. thoughts based on your research? What you know, what are some uh, possible yeah. ways forward? Yes, Alzheimer's disease, we need to go to uh, before Alzheimer's disease. Uh, for example, in my cognition impairment, we can try to go to there. 
you know, many people give these people antioxidants. And the problem with antioxidants, if you give many antioxidants, probably this is worse than a few antioxidants. And um, sometimes antioxidants uh, have the, the other way, the other um, problem. And uh, I don't think antioxidants will be the solution. Antioxidants like uh, wine or like uh, berry, you know, this is like uh, if you are smoking, probably if you don't take two uh, cigarettes, it's better. No, I don't think this is good. I think we need to look for something, look for more things about uh, Alzheimer's disease. Go to pharmas, go to virus, go um, to mechanisms is, is working there. If there are anti-inflammatories, we need to, to control inflammation and anti-inflammatories in, in the brain. We need to uh, potentiate astrocytes, for example, because astrocytes can return to neurons, can dif this differentiate and go to neurons. And this is important in, in people with Alzheimer's disease. We need to obtain the changes, for example. For example, if you live in a astrocyzing culture, if you give TNF, these cells, there's difference. So we need to know to, to produce a cocktail of things to, to produce this differentiation of astrocytes, for example, to obtain more neurons in the time before Alzheimer's disease is destroyed total, totally the brain. We need to go to my cognition impairment or the people with um, a star Alzheimer's disease and impossible to go people with uh, high Alzheimer's disease. This is the problem. So what, um, with your research, what are you trying to figure out specifically to help the problem? I think we, with my, I do experiments about oxidative stress and inflammation, the action of oxidative stress and inflammation, the medicine of chemokines inside the brain, the medicine of cytokines, etc. To look for the photograph of the situation in, in Alzheimer's disease or something like that. Also, the involvement of different pharmacs or different uh, substances but uh, I try with, you know, Win 5-5. This is uh, marijuana. And because marijuana, we know, is affecting brain, and, uh, but uh, go down the inflammation. So we try with marijuana, but uh, this is the same problem like, uh, you know, antioxidant, like wine or something like that. It's only in a moment the inflammation uh, appear go down but it's in a few minutes after that start more inflammation and um, more problems in the brain so this is no solution we need to to look for mechanism to produce uh, neurodegeneration not, not only Alzheimer's disease another degeneration such as Parkinson's disease such as bipolar disorders or something like that. Brain is, uh, is a network in neurons, a network in astrocytes. So we need to, to look for the role of the microglia and the astrocytes, because astrocytes is controlling neurons, controlling oligodendroglia, controlling microglia. So 
I know I, I love astrocytes, I know, but it's, it's true. Anyone is, is looking for astrocytes. All people is looking about neurons. We know all about neurons, but we don't know many things about astrocytes. What is the, the work in, for example, uh, astrocytes in ELA? What is the, the work in, in astrocytes in another illness and bipolar disorders? For example, why is, we are looking only for neurons? In, in my research, here, I demonstrate that in the, in the cells, in the brain, first of the cells that are dead is astrocytes before neurons. So if in Alzheimer's disease, we know uh, neurons is dead, is because astrocytes are the first cells that they um, dead before this is uh, occurring. Astrocytes start to be chronic. Astrocytes to be mad, totally mad in the brain. Astrocytes need to to try to to resolve the problem. But after that, astrocytes can do it anything, and they start to to dead. And after that, neurons dead. So the problem first is not neurons; is astrocytes because it's the matrix near the neurons. And after, before astrocytes, probably in Alzheimer's disease, is the brain barrier, the blood brain barrier that permit to, to, to go inside the brain something toxic, virus, I don't know. So, what, where are astrocytes located in relation to neurons and glia cells in the brain? And what's their function specifically? There are different astrocytes. You know, there are astrocytes that are involved in nuclei of the neurons. There are astrocytes involving axons. You know, as astrocytes involve all the, the axons, such as oligodendroglyad do, similar. And uh, they communicate with another astrocytes and neurons with gap junctions. And the, the communication in gap junctions is so quickly not like neurons. Neurons do communications uh, with chemical communication. Obviously, electric communication also occurs in the brain, but in astrocytes, uh, they can uh, communicate with one astrocytes only, with many neurons near the astrocytes, and many neurons very long ago of them. An astrocyte uh, can communicate with oligodendroglia or with another astrocytes. Astrocytes communicate mm, not uh, electric communication, it's a calcium uh, communication. We did an experiment with ranolacin because ranolacin uh, can diminish the calcium inside the, the cells. So uh, we try with that to, to understand if we can do it in brain to try to this diminish communication, calcium communication with astrocytes to do what it happened. And we are doing that research now. Also, astrocytes are in the, in the spinal cord. And uh, in there, in the spinal cord, they probably are important role in ELA because all you know, because in ELA is important the motor neurons, and motor neurons are large axons, have large axons. So astrocytes probably is controlling the communication in this kind of cells.
also astrocytes, some of them are uh, controlling the synapses because they can control synapses and can down the, the star synapses um, to, to, to impede, don't have, um, neurons don't have communication enough if astrocytes don't want. So this is the reason I am so interested in astrocytes. And for me, neurons, you know, we don't, we know all about neurons in, and not many things about astrocytes and, and the type of astrocytes in different illness. Okay. Well, it, it sounds like the astrocytes control, you know, the synapses and the neurons. And so do you think that because of this control that when the brain has inflammation, it's the astrocytes, you know, deciding where the plaques will occur or deciding where the tangles will occur? Like, what do you think the role of the astrocytes are in uh, Alzheimer's or plaque formation? Astrocytes are near the plaques and uh, they phagocytase the plates with beta-amyloid normally. The problem is in young people, uh, astrocytes can take this function, phagocytase, all the toxins, etc. Also, astrocytes have a, a characteristic uh, situation when one is in the, in, uh, in the day. During the day, astrocytes are full of water, full of liquid inside. When arrive the night, astrocytes take off all this liquid and clean off the brain in a sleep process. So they take off the beta-amyloid or substances that they are not in the plate. So they are producing another function to take off toxins in the brain. So astrocytes have a, a good function in, in Alzheimer's disease to take off the plate and um, I think this is good because plate I think is in, in there because something the, the astrocyte can take off the plate but not destroying the plate is is food the plate looking the plate and take off pieces of the plate and when arrived night astrocytes take off the liquid for to take off the little little, little toxins because they are soluble in the medium, in the intercellular. So if this little toxic is in there, probably change the balance of the liquids and it's not good for the brain. It's like um, glucose and glutamate. If glucogen is when you have glucosa in the, in, in the intercellular uh, or inside the cell, glucose is uh, important not to have glucose with liquid because changes in the cell can, can be in, in some times. You change this gluten, glu, glucosa to glucogen to produce glucogen such as, um, you know, such as uh, polvo, has something that go down. If you have a, a glut and in this you leave uh, glucosa, this glucosa go down first of you moving this. This is the, the glucogen is down. So in the brain will be the same. Plagues is the glucogen. They can't to stay with the liquid. And the uh, astrocytes take off this uh, beta-amyloid. And when this um, uh, beta-amyloid is not in plates, they are more toxic or probably or because probably this beta-amyloid can act in, in neurons or can act in 
I don't know, in Tau, and I don't know, in something. So astrocytes need to take off this in the sleep process. Also in Tau, the problem is probably because neurons don't, don't arrive the energy to the, to the neurons and they start to, to death because the microfilaments uh, inside the neurons start to be compromised. We need to look also for, you know, GFAP, gliad fibrillary acid protein, is a, a microfilament inside the astrocytes. We need to know if when the astrocytes are so, so damaged, if the, uh, if the GFAP is also damaged. Because if we are looking for that, probably mm, we determine that all the things inside the Alzheimer's disease will affect the microfilaments, not in neuron only, also in GFAP uh, in astrocytes or in another. So the problem will be in these microfilaments because the cells start to be uh, compromised, to be uh, apoptotic cells, to change to apoptotic cells. When you see in a microscopy cells with tap, the, the cell is uh, such as apoptotic is, is, you know, the liquid inside, the intracellular liquid is, is uh, comprimate and the cell are so small this after the, the tau is destroyed or hyperphosphorylate. So something is, is producing in tau and the destruction of astrocytes start first. The astrocytes start uh, the, the death first, but the, there are another type of astrocytes, some of them, that don't death and they start to, to attack neurons probably also. Well, very good. Um, Soraya, what's the best place for people to find out more about your research? Where can they go? Yes, I think first we need to look for astrocytes to know if astrocytes are start to death in Alzheimer's disease. The problem is in, in cells in culture is if you leave beta amyloid, this is toxic, obviously, because it's, it's not in plates. They don't form plates. So in, in astrocytes in culture or in neurons in culture, uh, beta amyloid is toxic. Another thing is if you use animals, model animals, because many model animals don't have uh, problems until they are very older. So the, pro the producing beta amyloid models don't give us anything. We can resolve anything with these uh, animals. Only we can see if different chemokines are starting to be high or not. And uh, I think we need to, to look for the problems in astrocytes, also in humans. We need to obtain, I know it's, it's problematic, but uh, we need to obtain parts of the brain. We, we know, for example, that uh, the first thing destroyed in, in Alzheimer's disease is the smell. The problem is starting the rhinocephal. So it's like you know, something I smell and this start to destroy the radic bulb, the rhinocephal, after that hippocampus, amygdala. This is the reason Alzheimer's disease start to 
don't smell. After that, they can't, they change the character because the amygdala is affecting. And when you have amygdala affecting amygdala, you, you, you are sometimes with bad mood, etc. After that, hippocampus, and you can't uh, remember uh, little things. So, and after that, cortex. And this is the problem when cortex, frontal cortex is affected, you the impossibility to, to continue to live. Another thing is we need to know why a brain is lost his uh, spongiosity, uh, the liquid in Alzheimer's disease. There are because they lost neurons, they lost astrocytes, they lost oligonandroglia and also liquid. What means the liquid is out? We need to unit this with another problems, not in the brain, in another um, for example, in, in another illness, illness in the uh, kin, illness in the liver, illness in another organs in, the, in our body. In these organs, when there are a reduction of liquid, what happened with that? Well, we're, we're just about what is the best way for people to find out more about your research? What website can they go to? They can read paper about me. Okay, so they can Google Soraya Vallas and then they will find your papers, right? Soraya L. Vallas, because I start with Soraya Vallas, but Vallas, but um, someone start with S. Vallas, and I change to Soraya L. Vallas. Okay, Soraya. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Bye bye. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.